Rolex wearing. Woo! Diamond ring wearing. Woo! Kiss dealing. Woo! Wheeling dealing. Woo! Limousine ride. Woo! Jet flying. Woo! Suck up a gun. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Give me two claps and a Rick Flair. Tim Livingston. Emotional security is like the blanket that you tuck your soul in. Pete Livingston. You ready for Joe? Joe hey, you ready for Chula? <laughs> That's what I think he's saying. He's like, hey, you're about to sleep with Joe Buck. And Sam. This is our, our candy orchestra. Mm. It's still going. Those are some good pop rocks. Los Livingston Brothers. in the p.m. I am Pete. Across from me is Tim. We are those Livingston Brothers. Yes, we are. This is episode... 193? 193. Or is this 192? Hold on. I'll have an actual number for you real quick. I already forgot. This is 192. 192. We're coming up on 200. We are. How does that make you feel when you think of the number 200? Old... Not a lot of podcasts have gone 200 episodes. No. Um, we're not as famous we're as, not as any we're not, of the ones We've done a gone. horrible job in getting famous in 200 <laughs> episodes. We've done a terrible job. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. No. Um, um, yeah, guys, they're coming up on 500. They're getting close to 500 episodes. Um, effectively, Wild Guys, who do the daily podcast, they've done 700 episodes. As has the Nerdist, as has Mark Marin. So, like the big names, 200's like, nah. Eh. Eh. Whatever. But I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. This is the first, like I said, this is the first actual podcast that you and I have done in four months. Since April of 2015, which is crazy. Crazy it's to me. It's too long. Too long. Is way too long. Um, we have a lot to cover, as you can imagine. A lot to cover. We do. Um, I think we should start. You want to start most recent? Or you want to start biggest story? What? Well, what? What? What is your biggest story? What do you? Well, I mean, the biggest story for me is. Um, have we actually talked about the Warriors winning the NBA championship? No. Because we haven't. No. They the won the last championship. Show we did was right before. Uh, it was awesome. And it was expected. That's what was great about it. It was expected. Mm-hmm. And they went out and did it anyway. Yes. They so. led out the gate and they never looked back. So good. They're going to be better next year. That's super scary. Super yes. scary. They opened up some cap space. Well, they no, they cut off the luxury tax. Or they cut off the luxury tax by a lot. By a lot. So that by over lot. half. And they got a great um, defensive guy at the end of their bench in sure. Jason Thompson. Um, but yeah, now you're now you're looking at a team that is really set for the long haul. Resign Draymond. Yes. Uh, you get you get David Lee into a good situation with the Celtics. That's a team that is really starting to. Uh, to, to come up, that's pretty sure pretty they sweet. made the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of really good things that came out of this year. 
Um, they'll have to figure out. I mean, they're going to pay Steph. Steph's going to probably have his inspection signed at some point this year. But, yeah, that was a tremendous, just a tremendous. Uh, we had to mention that at the very start. It was like it was just tremendous to watch. Um, the playoffs were great. There were some nail-biting moments, but uh, at the end of the day, they were the better team, mm-hmm. and they showed why. They were able to figure out in seven-game series how to beat the other team without any opportunity for them to make their adjustments. Mm-hmm. They went super and they had small. some they had some stuff thrown at them. Oh yeah, and they were uh, in the conference finals. It was actually pretty scary for a minute there. Oh yeah, no, those first two games at home, uh, Houston was really really good. Well, really they, really good. They won game one, right? But then they lost game two, and then they lost game three. Right. Correct. And that's when they – well, there were so many cool – that's the fun thing about a championship run is that you get this – you can think back on all the little things that really make it special. Because it is. It's game to game. And when I remember they moved that – was, that was when they moved Bogut to guard uh, – um, Tony Allen, which was Tony Allen. sick. And then they responded by just not playing their best defender. Right. Like, is, literally not even having him then, available on the bench. He then got hurt, too. He pulled well, his hamstring. Well, did he, Tim? I don't know. I um, Did he? That, but that was, that was my favorite thing is that they always had something. Mm-hmm. They had a freaking intern say, we should play Iguodala and start him instead of Bogut. And it turned out to be the greatest thing in that series because then – there's nothing that Cleveland could do defensively to stop that lineup. Not a thing. Yeah, you can't have five LeBrons. Yeah, and so that the fact that they're that flexible, that in the regular season they can play their normal starting five, mm-hmm. and then when it comes playoff time, they can literally go as deep as their bench. They can go 12, 15 deep, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. They can go that deep and say, yeah, let's throw this out there. Mm-hmm. And it works. That's scary as hell, and I and I know this. The Spurs, they got their guy right. Well, they they, they got their guy right when I was ready to write off the Spurs and say I was about to. I was officially not afraid of the Spurs anymore. And then this offseason yeah. happened, and all of a sudden, it's like they're oh. you're not waving bye to them in your rear, yeah. rear view mirror. They're like they're on your ass. Yeah, again. they're like this is the lot that like got this amount of gas left, right? Yeah. This is it. This is it. Like this yeah. is, this is going to be it for for them. It's the famous last stand, without for, a doubt. This is, this is John Wayne and the Searchers. You know, this is this is it. So, um, I feel like uh, if we don't get that in the Western Conference Finals, it's a, it's going to be bad for basketball, because that matchup in the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. would be incredible. I mean, it would be one of the greatest matchups in the playoff history of the NBA, without a doubt. Um, uh, well, I mean, if you think about time, how it, time will tell on that one. Time will tell on that one. So for me, because we've had, there's been plenty of <clears throat> instant classics, right? But that, like, that is. Without a doubt, like, holy shit, let's let's make this happen. Yeah. So, um, but yes, congrats to the congrats Warriors. to the Warriors. 
a few months later. We just had to refl- reflect, reflect on that with that on that part two. Okay, Evo twenty fifteen. Yes, um, the finals, the the top eight for Street Fighter five, the most tightly contested in, or in Street Fighter four. Sorry, the most tightly contested in history. Mm-hmm. They since went, vanilla. They went best of five. I want to say the last four or five matches. Mm-hmm. Both finals and the grand finals all went five with a reset. All right, yeah. so technically four. Um, was just tremendous. Dominion almost tried to do it again. Or uh, not Dominion, Infiltration almost tried to do it again mm-hmm. um, when he uh, when he counterpicked Abel. Mm-hmm. And he almost did it, mm-hmm. which was disgusting. Um, but the best player in the world right now won. Yes. And... Uh, it was nice to see it actually because we saw his dominance start at the Capcom Cup. Remember, he was Momochi. Yeah, Momochi was just uh, he was really really good then, and people were like, "Oh shit, it's a Ken player," but he had all those freaky Ken mix-ups, and no one could really touch him. Like he would get he would get you know on his heels a bit, mm-hmm. but in best of fives, he was he was not going down easy. No. And so it was kind of assumed. It was a lot like Ryan in uh, in MVC three a couple mm-hmm. years back, where it's like there's no doubt who the best player in the world is right now. Yeah. And is he going to just go out there and do it? And he did. Mm-hmm. And props to him for doing it. It mm-hmm. was really neat to to see a guy who came in as basically the favorite walk out with the championship in the largest tournament in the history of Evo. Oh yeah. And um, you know, props to Momochi for. Like, really just saying, fuck it, I'm going with Ken, and nobody's going to touch him. And no. he really was good. He Couple, really was. A few interesting things about the top eight was, and this was this will be the last year of Street Fighter Four, which right. is fine by me. That's fine. People are, are pretty burnt out on the game. They're ready for something new. Right. And the fact that Five is coming out, it's, it's perfect timing. And... Uh, the fact that it went out on such a high note because yeah. it was such a uh, a wash the, the 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 past five years or right, so right, when right. It, when you got in the top eight on that final day right it w- things were just really lopsided yeah and you had a few nice surprises you know like the you know PR Rock making making a run here and there and there were some cool stories Frenchie but for uh-huh, but for, but for the most part it was very anticlimactic. This was not and a, this was anything but. No, it was freaking down to the wire. Like there was, then we we haven't even mentioned the final final, with the freaking most ridiculous thing that's ever happened in a grand final of a tournament in the history of competitive fighting games, mm-hmm. with a fucking pause in the no. final match. Yeah, the in fin- grand finals. Yeah. In the second round. In the second round. Mm-hmm. That forced a third. Um, that, for me, I think, is like, I think that at some point they will have. I don't know if they'll be able to do it, but one thing I've thought about is that they will have at some point, if it, if this happens again, not on that great a stage, obviously, but they're probably going to have um, regulation sticks. Maybe for top eight. Right. I you know that probably not just because of unless because players are sponsored right and so you can't force that unless you have 
an organization like if Evo or the tournament says this is the official sponsor of mm. our tournament, everybody has to use these in the top sticks. eight. In top eight, because you can't do it in pools. You can't do it in no, pools. You, I mean, no, it, no it depends. But um, if the price is right, they might though. Um, but that was like crazy. The fact that that happened in a grand final in mm. the final match is just bonkers. Yeah, that was the biggest technical. I don't know if you just called a technical malfunction. I I don't I I know it's happened before. I just don't know if it's happened on at such a a stage of uh, such a great never stage never like that no that with so much on the line. Yeah. I mean, if it happened in the past, it was on an earlier Evo, and I I just can't imagine it having the magnitude of the final match, literally of the tournament, right? Of of, of the entire Evo tournament. You know, sure. it was the last game of the night. Before everybody goes home, right? And and the stakes have been higher. Yeah, but the biggest thing was, <clears throat> to me, what I took away from it, and when I just all I was just absolutely floored. It was like humbling. Was the the losers final between Gamer B and Infiltration? Yeah, that which was, was a thirty minute set. Yeah, it took a, it took best a, of five it, thirty minutes. It took about a half hour, and every character pick or counter pick in every match it was you could just see they were just mentally exhausted yeah. you know they had whittled down 2000 players they were down to 3 and they were playing to see who would go on to the grand yeah, finals and and, and, and it was Momochi's just over there watching this and it was literally down to that last like pixel it was just yeah and and at the end of it, you know, after the the half hour was just like that was probably I I went immediately to Twitter and I said outside of Valle versus Choi right and uh, at B three mm-hmm. and then the vanilla uh, Daigo versus Justin Wong mm-hmm. uh, grand final which was 08. this was the greatest set that yeah. had ever been played in yeah, Street Fighter that's, and if you go back and and. I want to go back and rewatch that losers final. Yeah. Because it was just so it was just first off it was amazing street fighter being played. Nobody was get no there was no pushover. No, not at all. There was it was very it was as close to a 50-50 yeah. matchup as you'll see. It was the highest level of street fighter that you had really seen across the board yeah. since like the old days when they'd like super turbo and yeah. stuff like that. it had been that long. Yeah, I mean, probably Alpha Three is when you could probably go back well, that for all the. No, pe- you could go way past Alpha Three. But the thing I'm talking about saying a field that yeah. broke a game down and it was so balanced yeah. between all these different people. But it was so the one thing that is always I think when you look back at this years from now, the one thing that's always going to stick out is how counterpicking rules really determined that match. And how both guys really used... They had to be put on the clock. Both players got put on the clock when it came to character selection screens. Mm-hmm. It was the first time that, it, that rule had ever been enforced. They and, had uh, it, but it was the first time they were yeah, able to Tony, do it. Tony, I think it was Tony Cam, like, just, just like, put the clock right there. Yeah. And it was for it was for infiltration because he had made a great counter pick. I want to say that wasn't the Abel Abel counter pick. That was the... 
Um, it was the Atlanta counter pick. Who yeah. did you go with? Which was the other thing I was going to get to, but yeah. I'll just since we jump to it right now. Yeah. It was this was the Atlanta coming out party, right? Where everybody in the top eight would used her. Be in it was with, mainly because with Ultra Two Healing, Ultra Two Healing, yeah. which everybody kind of eh, discounted. The character wasn't very competitive, right. and then to see the strong showing. You know, the Japanese and everybody else that was in top eight really showed what this character was about. Right. And it was really it was it was shocking. And that added to that that was one of the things that made the top eight so crazy was the fact that you had this character come out of nowhere yeah. and people were utilizing her. And it's the right way to utilize her too. It's like basically the great Elena players are able to get almost another full life bar out of her healing. By using Ultra two three times in the match, like if you use it three times in the match, well, it's not that's uh, the full, essentially almost. That's like no. two two thirds a bar, two thirds a bar, maybe maybe right? a little over half. So about half. But probably. you're asking a guy to have in a three round match mm-hmm. beat them three times instead of two. Yeah. That's what you're essentially yeah. telling him to do. And from the math perspective. It's it's a great play. And Elena also is a really like weird character to pick up. She has really weird hitboxes. Mm-hmm. Um her hurt boxes are also very um odd. Mm-hmm. And it's her movements her weird. movements where she got the high jump. Um and so one of the great things was trying to see how infiltration was gonna counter this. And he went he went high damage output. That was his idea was he wanted to get the most damage he possibly could. And so he made a couple of changes. I thought he went in Elena too. No, I thought it was, I thought it was, um, gamer B that went, I thought it was gamer B that went Elena because then what happened is once he went to able gamer B went to Adon. I thought that's what happened. I can't remember. I'd have to, I'd have, I'd have to, to I mean, it. yeah. So, but I thought that was what happened. Um, well, you yeah, might be right. I I, just, I, I would have to. Now. I would have to. I see it. What sucks is that Evo was less than a month ago, and I haven't remembered. I can't barely remember what happened three nights ago, but yeah. alone, a month ago. Um, but it was sensational. Like watching it live was one of the more thrilling. Oh yeah. One like it was actually compelling, like truly compelling, and it was. Now we got to mention that. The one of the all-time great gaffes in the history of fighting games actually made Sports Center in the Guilty Gear mm-hmm. final and and the first first tournament of the yeah of the final day and that made Sports Center mm-hmm. right and because it was the most epic fail of epic fails and you know there and now that they're doing um, ESPN two has done coverage of um, what was it not Dota it was. Um, the school, whatever the thing is, whatever that is, it's like it's like lol, but it's the other one that everyone's all high yeah, on. Yeah, League of Legends. Not League of Legends. It was Defense the other of the one. Ancients. Dota. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway, so they've covered fighting games or um, um, competitive games for four. Sure. And now there's kind of this onus on ESPN reaching out and making Evo at some point. Like it's been talked about. Like after it's gone on Sports Center, the natural progression is. How come these guys? How come we can't get the final day of Evo on ESPN somehow in Street Fighter or what have mm-hmm. you? That's coming like that to make this legitimate. 
um, it has to happen. Like it ha- that discussion has to take place, mm-hmm. and sure. it's and it's going to be it's going to be a great discussion. And you know, everyone who sets up Evo, who's done it for as well as they have for the last decade, um, to have that type of of input, you know, and it would be mostly a they probably bring in their production team, but as we've seen before. They would probably defer to commentary, so they like you know like James Chen would be there, Seth Killian would definitely be there, mm-hmm. right? So like that, the voice of what you see wouldn't change, but the production values would increase yeah, even more. I think mainly because ESPN they don't want to pour whatever money or it may They'll not do a limited it may not budget. even it may not cost them even all that much no. comparatively, but right. they don't want to risk. And it's nothing against anybody that that runs the streams or anything like that. Yeah. But they won't want to risk their production value on a stream going down. Right. They'll obviously bring in their own. Right. Their and own they're crew and, and they've gotten to the point where it's relatively easy to do a stream setup, right? And so um, there's well, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even well, no, no but like their production setup. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they'd run it out to a truck and they would relay it just like anyone. Yeah. And then, and and, and I think that there is, there is a market for that. I mean, two hundred twenty thousand people watched the Street Fighter Four yeah. final. That's the that was higher than even Smash. Smash yeah, it was the Smash got to two ten, and Street Fighter because of what happened in the grand finals yeah. and the losers finals got it up to two twenty. Yeah, um, Smash, just because it was Smash, right, had the numbers because the community is just like, hey. We will support it no matter what. Right. We, they they always want it to be the best. Whether <clears throat> they had the donation thing, there was a a, a contest a year or two ago right. th- w- for Evo, and it was you know whoever whatever community can donate the most money will get this spot sure. on the Evo roster. And the, the Smash community rallied and had the highest, so they got a spot in Evo. You know that's just how the community is. Any any way that they can show that they are the best somehow, they'll do that. Right. Uh, and not taking anything away from them, just by compel the the compellingness is that a word? The compelling nature, compelling nature of the Street Fighter Four finals. That is what drew people in. You, I, right. I remember sitting there on. It Twitch. was more organic than yeah. exactly, it, and it built and it got to. It was one of those deals where it was like, oh, you got to watch this. Yeah. I actually, I was tweeting it. I was, I was as the 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 top eight was going on. Mm-hmm. I was just like, holy cow, it's up to this. It's right. up to this. It's up to this. It's up to this. And so yeah. you saw it build. And then by the time we got to Losers Finals, which was one of the most epic matches yeah. in the history of Street Fighter, which is really saying something. Right. By then, it was the roof had blown yeah. off. And you did. You saw 220 or 222 yeah. or 223 yeah. or something. Which, like which, to my understanding, was pushing the limits of the, of the stream. Yeah. If I remember right, the capacity is somewhere around 250. And so you're getting you're getting to that point. You're really pushing it. And there were lag issues because of how many people jumped on stream. I actually missed the moment where pause happened mm. because of lag. Mm. So um, that is why, like an ESPN stepping in, mm-hmm. like they put that. Let's say they do it at the Thomas and Max Center for the finals. Like they could do that. They could do the Thomas and Max Center for the finals instead. Instead of the Rio ballroom or whatever, whatever you do it right, and they put it on the big on the big. Well, wherever they do uh, it, if they do it at Vegas. a center, an arena, uh-huh. a, you know, the, a convention, whatever, wherever they do it, I think Evo would have to 
Um, well, this wouldn't. First off, I don't think this would happen necessarily like next year or anything. No, but um, it's going to happen in the next couple of years. Yes, uh, they would. ESPN. I think that's where they would be forking over most of their money. Is hey, let's up the production values. Let, let's get, get a bigger space. Get the venue. venue. Yeah, because Thomas and Mac is the is the biggest stadium venue in Vegas, mm-hmm. indoor stadium venue. Um, and uh, you you could really do something in that spot. You, I mean, you can pack it fifteen thousand strong in that yeah. spot. Yeah. And I think they're going to have to look at that anyway because Evo keeps growing. It keeps getting bigger. I mean, yeah. this was I think there were what over seven thousand entrants or something like that this year. Uh, I can't remember something like that. Both both smashes combined for about four, mm-hmm. and then there was over two, almost three for. So it was almost like almost ten if yeah. you want to count all the games. Yeah. So it's like. And then the people were just there to spectate, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, those ballrooms are set for about 10, their yeah. biggest ones. And so you might have to think about, mm-hmm. like, seriously shelling it out and seeing what happens. But okay. then if they do that, that's when you turn to an ESPN, right? Of course. So. Well, it, if it happens, it'll happen organically. Yeah. I don't know if they would ever really go out of so, their way to yeah. – I mean, they're, um, you know, they're always looking – for sure. ways to you know bring in more money and right. do whatever, but but good. I just Evo is always great, um, and hopefully, depending on what happens with with grad school next year, um, I'd like to go down next year and and actually be a part of it. Since uh, last time we went was when when you were shooting your film. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, and also got a shout out Neo Top Eight Marvel, um, and and unfortunate the the after effect with. His, uh, his bag getting stolen and, and all that. But it sounds like the money that was taken a part of it, they had like a GoFundMe or something like that to help him get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's, he made bank that weekend. His, his, his shirts are major sellers. They're one of those popular things at Evo. So, mm-hmm. uh, And he's a great friend of the show. And um, I hope we can have him on again soon because – um, SummerSlam coming up in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll try and get him on, and so we can talk SummerSlam because uh, you know he's a big wrestling guy. Of course, and, uh, big I think UFC guy, big wrestling, big guy. UFC guy. So, um, <clears throat> real but, quick, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say in regards to Marvel, uh, this was the first year you had none of the the gods. Oh yeah, no gods in this one. There without was a doubt, no Justin Wong, no Ryan Ramirez. No, uh, uh Christie. No, nope. I mean a- a- any of the. You know, there was no cloud. There was no uh, infrit. There was no anybody that was yeah big uh, name turning into a mainstay. Nobody was there. My favorite team won though, Cane Blue River baby yeah. team beast mode, which is still surprising. Yeah, uh, and, and not to take anything away from him at all. He. This is not somebody who I ever expected no. to make a top eight, let alone win Evo. Well, he w- he made top eight in some majors. He he yeah. made um he made grand finals and like NorCal regionals, I right? Think, or... And he also made oh but oh lost. apology apology man made had a tremendous run NorCal guy with his firebrand um freaking unblockable mm-hmm. setup shit. Um, but Cambler River, he's he's another guy kind of like. Uh, like the whole thing with Elena expanding, extending the game, right? Mm-hmm. Cain Blue River is like, fuck that. I want to shorten this game as, as quickly as sure. you can. So he has got the three biggest fucking boppers in the game. Yeah. And he's just like, 
you get one hit, mm-hmm. he, he's got a health bar. It's that simple. Yeah. And he really – the one thing that I remember seeing him before and just thinking that was a cool team, but his um, his setups, his mix-ups after knockouts were really impressive. Mm-hmm. And he he didn't have – like he had Hulk as his, as his lead and he had a sentinel anchor. And the sentinel anchor really saved his ass a few times because – I don't care if it's been nerfed. X Factor Sentinel still one of the you know nastiest things in the game. Yeah, yeah. but props to Cane Blue River, man. That that team winning the major of all majors mm-hmm. shows you that um, if you got the skill and and things like that, it doesn't matter to the tiers. You can still come out. And I think play the, well. the only thing is <clears throat> it it speaks on I think the decline of Marvel. Yeah, and I know and they keep talking about how it's not dead and stuff like that, but it's in the climb. It's it's dropped off. Yeah. You know, fairly and it could just be, you know, the game has been out a while. I think people might be over it a little bit. Yeah. I think that the maybe the scene in general has hit a little bit of a stale point and it's a kind of a blessing that all these games are starting to come out now. Right. And um but but, it's, but it but it is weird to on a Sunday you don't see Justin Wong anywhere. Nope. Around there. No Christy. Uh even even Ryan Ryan and 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 uh Ryan... and Justin were really the only people that you would see in multiple games in the top eight in Marvel and Street Fighter. Yeah. And just to not see either of them it kinda it, either people are just kinda giving up on Marvel a little bit. Right. And kinda hoping for something better to come out. Which right. I don't see why I mean of course who knows finances and everything like that but you know why isn't there another type of mashup game doesn't have to be in the style of marvel but you could easily you know everybody's talking well snk licensing yeah isn't expensive right the whole do cvs3 right why not do cvs3 which they could be doing for all we know i don't know there's rumors about there's been rumors about it for a couple years now that they have it in production oh yeah um but um it's just i I think it's i i don't think we'll see another marvel game and we've talked about this before a, a while ago, yeah. but it comes down to Marvel licensing. Right. Like, there's no way in and hell you're going to And Marvel I can't licensing. remember who it was, um, but someone really laid out. It might have actually been Harrison talking about how much it would have cost for a new Marvel game mm-hmm. to be created with the licensing compared to when it first came out. Like, it was a blessing that Capcom released Marvel when it did right before Marvel oh, got yeah. bought by Disney because oh, yeah. um, that price gone up. Oh yeah. So, um, but Evo done it again, done yep. done it again. Uh, That's kind of the cool thing in regards that they've grown with with their games, right? Because if one game kind of slacks, there's always another mm-hmm. game or two that are able to like pick like, up the slack. Like um, Smash Wii U had a huge number this year, huge number. Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat had a big number. Mm-hmm. You know. So and a lot of people are picking up Mortal Kombat because it's easy to pick up. So, I've um, never played it, so I don't. I know. play it once. We play it in the uh, in the clubhouse with the Stompers. Okay. So it's not bad. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's interesting. It's kind of interesting. Like KOF wasn't a big deal this year, and it was always kind of sneaky good, right? KOF was only it was a side tournament. Yeah, it was year. a side. Um, uh, Guilty Gear made main stage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Mortal Kombat made main stage. Two Smashes made main stage. Like, I don't know. Like, 
the one thing that sucks is that you are going to get, um, like, both smashes will be back next year just because of the numbers. You of can't, course. You can't say no to those numbers. If the, if the community wants to come out and play it, you're going to have to let the yeah. community You can't in. turn away 4,000 yeah. entrants that yeah. are going to pay, you know, 50 bucks. Right. So, you know, ahead to, right. to compete in the game. And so, you know, your King of Fires will go to the side. Marvel will still be there. I mean, Marvel's not dead yet, but it's declining. It's right. not going to be... I mean, Street Fighter Five is going to Street take Fighter... it home. Oh yeah, but I don't think you're going to see Marvel two before anymore. I Damn. think it'll be earlier in the day. It just so what do you put two then? The, the, it could be a Smash game. Yeah, that's you know. sad. CBS three, make it happen, guys. Make it happen. So, all right, it's time to get really nerdy. Like, the ultimate... This is probably the nerdiest thing we've talked about on this show. Okay. We don't talk anime. We don't think we've really talked anime on this show before. No, not too much. No. So, um, so P and I have both just blown through the first season of Attack on Titan. And holy shit. So, Pete's, Pete's more of an anime guy than I am, I think, a little bit. I would... Yeah, I would say... A stronger background. Yeah, I was. I'm kind of fringe. Like I'll watch the popular stuff. Um, well, I don't go. I don't go out of my way. Yeah, you don't go out of your way either. Uh, I don't even. I. I just. I don't really watch yeah. or read manga or anime. Right. When you know, growing up, you know, I grew up and Saturday mornings. It was all about getting up at six a.m. to watch the Sci-Fi Channel and. They would have anime on Saturday mornings. They have Acura, Ghost in the Shell, or there was this like Venus Wars and yeah. Vampire Hunter D and, and Akira and yeah. stuff like that. The old the eighties stuff, the eighties yeah. stuff, and so that was really cool. And I was really into it back then. Mm-hmm. You know, fourth, fifth grade, even in middle school a little bit, and uh, got away from it. And every once in a while, I'll get dragged back in. I'll read a awesome. Uh, manga or something like that that if it i can't just watch it because it's anime like if right somebody put like oh there's a new anime on yeah. tv I, I i can't watch Sick. it Sorry. i just can't do it i'm not i'm, I'm not like that when i was a kid yes because it, right. it was so new and interesting i would i would watch anything i could find i i can't do that anymore but if it has a great story or is intriguing enough kind of like attack on the titans yeah then I can, I, I can sit there and watch it. Yeah, and so my friend Andy Abella, who I've known since I was in diapers or before then, uh, talked to me about this show like I want to say a year ago. So it came out in 2013, and then it made its way stateside in 2014, uh, and it was uh, Funimation who who made the dub. And it was on Netflix, and it was really popular right when it came on Netflix because there's a lot of people who don't want to shout the Crunchyroll subscription and Attack on Titan made Netflix, and everybody's like, holy shit, right? And so I didn't watch it, but a couple weeks ago, they released the live-action trailer for the Attack on Titan live movie that came out this past weekend. And so I was like, all right, fine. I got to give this a shot. And... I was completely enthralled from the get-go. And um, the background on this is that it's set 
post-apocalyptic, because of course it's a post-apocalyptic movie. Uh, 2,000 years after a post-apocalyptic event, mm-hmm. basically these giant um, beings called Titans have roamed the earth and they eat humans. Mm-hmm. That's their things. They eat humans. And they had done it for so long that these walls were created to seal humans in to avoid Titans that had taken away the entirety of the earth except for this huge three concentric circle wall that they built Mm -hmm. and they kept peace with these walls up for a hundred years and all of a sudden this the biggest titan of all they call him the colossal titan appears out of nowhere and kicks in the wall and the titans that had roamed outside the walls come in and start wreaking havoc Mm -hmm. and so the biggest circle outside had to come into the smaller circle and of course that means famine and you know, people dying and stuff like that. And it's this great... The story basically is they want to fight back against these Titans. Yes. And they have this technology about how they can fly around using three-dimensional space as opposed to up and down or left and right. They actually have, like, um, grappling systems, and tethering systems, they call them, that allow you to go off of walls and slide around and and things like that in the air to try and combat these giant beings. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's really first off, it's very Japanese, super super Japanese. Um, but like, if anyone's seen Pacific Rim, like the Titans are the size of the the like the biggest of the kaiju's in Pacific Rim by by uh, by any like stretch of the imagination. Like that's how big we're talking about yeah, here. Yeah, right? sure. So the story is basically around this kid named Aaron and his foster sister, Mikasa. Um, and that backstory becomes really cool. But it's their story along with their friend Armin who decide to join the military because um, they want to go out there and they want to take down these Titans. And they want to join the Scout Regiment because they're the people that actually get to go out into the outer world and, and see the rest of the world instead of being confined in these walls. And they are the first people who actually get to see Titans and combat Titans. And um, there's some really weird and really crazy twists that happen in this show. Um, It is actually really hard to talk about this show without getting into spoilers. Because um, the backstory is basically what I just gave you. But once Mm -hmm. you're four episodes in, I would say, shit starts hitting the fan in a big, big way big big way i'd say so like yeah the six episodes sixth probably. episode yeah and six episodes really like one of the big turning points in in the series and so they had 25 or 26 episodes in the first go yes um and they've released ovas which are those little kind of things in between the shows they call them like half shows or quarter shows um but they're releasing a movie that came out first half was this past weekend Second half will be in October, mm-hmm. and then the second season, which is in production now, will be released in 2016. Mm. And so everybody's like waiting, like holy shit! I wonder shit. if is the comic done, the manga? Is yeah, they're done? ahead. So the show's behind the manga. So but they're still it? doing the manga. Okay. So the manga is far ahead. And so the story, if I'm correct, by the time the second season comes out. The entirety of the manga to that point will be in the second season. 
I think that's what they're going for. So, but it's like, it's seriously, it's the one thing is that it's not, first of all, it's not easy to watch. Super violent, um, gory at times. Sure. Excessively some. Um, but, and it's melodramatic because, of course, it's melodramatic. Yeah, there's, I've no, my only problem, and it happens in all anime from right. the ones that I've seen is the, like, the episodes and stuff where they go out of their way to go on this long tirade of a something that happened to them. Right. This, it it kind of lulls, it slows down and bogs down. Oop, as I hit my microphone, the the story and how it's progressed. Even though it, I just feel like there's better ways that they can right introduce backstory. It's exposition, right? Thank and so you. exposition, which was a big deal in like <clears throat> the first season of Game of Thrones, where they had sex position, right? Where they were talking about backstories, like while the characters were having sex, because it would. Um, spice up those dull parts of the show so to speak Mm -hmm. this doesn't have that unfortunately um that being said when it's when it's at its best when it's going hard um it is one of the most compelling things i've ever watched it's a very good story it's a a great story it it is a very good story and it has a lot of you know social undertones stuff that's allegories right it's been uh, the what was the the live action movie? What was it Snow Chaser? Snow Snow Piercer? Snow Piercer, very similar. Very similar. Yes. You yeah, know, that's a good it, call. There, there's and that story's been told many times in in many ways and of society getting to a certain point and where they become their worst enemy. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And this is this is kind of that idea is that um, that's where I feel like it's heading down that yeah. way where. They're, and they allude to it a little bit where the people at the top might be – they might know right. a little bit more. Yeah, like I have an idea of who on. the Colossal Titan is already, right? And so it's like that's that's what's scary. And then the epilogue is the craziest. That's – you remember the epilogue when part of the wall? Remember? So um, one of the Titans tries to climb the wall, get out. Okay, yeah. Falls to the ground. Sure. But it's ripped down part of the wall in the process. And then after the final scene, at the credits roll, and instead of a preview, the epilogue is showing the wall. Oh, I don't know if I saw the epilogue. Oh, well, what? that's... I don't want to say here. Why? Just say it. No. Let's just say something is revealed behind the wall. Okay. All right. You well, You can course. guess what it is. But it's like, but then that turns like, oh shit, like that is what like like that has implications on a lot of different things. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so like, uh, anime that it's like is it's it is like it's kind of like Weird Gundam. Kind, it's I think it's closer to Evangelion more than Gundam. Sure. Um, from a melodramatic standpoint and from uh, the beings and giant monsters standpoint. Yeah. Um, although this is really way better done than Evangelion, and I think it is better than Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Although the story of Evangelion is um, 
is pretty dogmatic because of the the Christian uh, background and and things that they use in it, and so it can be kind of. Uh, that that part is appealing to some people. I can't even. I see. It's been so long since I've seen. Um, but you have this, to like tell me this about. particular series, uh, like where I think it's going. I haven't read any of the manga. Me I don't neither. plan on. I mean, it's like this. This is like as far as TV shows go. Next year, Game of Thrones one. This two. That's what I'm. Like what I'm most psyched for next year. Sure. Probably. Probably. Um, the one thing though is that it's not for everybody. It's not like no. it is. It is something where you have to be willing to. It's not. It's. It's like. It's not a. It's a depressing show, but when they show strength and determination, like you actually get behind them. Like yeah. you really, really get behind them. Yeah. And that's. It's compelling. It's, it's compelling enough. Which. Yeah. Is a sign of of good story when right, and there's in my f- it's got one of my favorite twists, the tw- the twist in the final four episodes is one of my favorite twists in the show where they figure out where yeah. the Titans go. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, I don't care about spoiling. I mean, I'd rather have a discussion about okay. it. All right. Instead so, of so two okay. Instead of because then what we're doing is just like doing this vague weird yeah, dance but, and but it's like, like I don't want to spoil it for everybody. But I guess if you're saying okay. So, first off, when they capture the female Titan, that is a fucking sweet part. Yeah. Really sweet because that's where the melodrama works, right? And then it pays off. Well, at- no. Like, to me, being melodramatic is is adding dramatic uh, – it, it's kind of like gratuitous drama. A 20-minute know? flashback the last two seconds in the real show, though. What, what was the flashback? Remember where – the female Titans chasing him on horseback and they're getting right to the end of the forest. Sure. And Aaron's sitting there thinking, Oh, do I turn myself into a Titan or not? Okay. And he basically gets the go around from the rest of the squad. Trust us, trust us, trust us. Okay. You can do what you want to do, but we're asking you to trust us. Sure. Right. Okay. And so what was a flashback? It was to, Oh, God damn it. It was to something back in their training. I want to say, either in their training or when they first got into the scout regiment. One of those two things. I can't remember it. But then at the very end, he realizes, okay, I'm going to trust you. And uh-huh. then that's when they capture her with the with the thousands of fucking right. bolt things. Yeah. The second thing is that that pays off because when he does it again, the female Titan destroys the squadron. Right. And so he puts his trust in his comrades because he feels that they are advanced enough that they can take on even this monstrosity Mm -hmm. and it doesn't pay off. Right. And that bit of storytelling, that's where it can become really depressing to some people to watch Uh this show because it's like, holy shit, what do they do? Yeah. And the whole question at the end of the first season is how much of my humanity do I have to give up in order to defeat these guys? Sure. That's the big question, right? Because Aaron's the one guy they know outside of the female Titan, mm-hmm. who's one of their old uh, comrades, yeah. Annie. Like, how much do we have to give up to finally regain our humanity? They don't want to go that far. It's that old It's that old question of how far do you want to go to get what you really want. Sure. And um, it's, it's a great way to end it. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to end that first season. The, the stuff that I always hate 
like I think back to I think it was when the first wall broke. They finally stopped the first wave. Right. And uh, Rose, yeah. What's the girl's name? Mikasa. Yeah, Mikasa. She kills a, a one of the titans, like one of the cleans up like the last titan or whatever, and right. she's standing there, and then she's like, "Why am I? Whoa, why? Why all of a sudden? I'm, what's making me think about this?" Right. And then they do the big long flashback. Right. Like, although, I, although it's a a very important part of the story. Yeah. Because I it, hate how they introduce it. It feels like yeah. It's kind of like it's 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 they it's so forced. I yeah. I just me personally, it's like. I kind of cringe. It's like, you don't, isn't there a, w- a more creative way you can do it right. than just saying, having her just sit there and just be like, why am I thinking, why is this coming back to my memory? But, but it, it does contain like the most important, Of I agree. Like the most important dialogue that Mikasa I, speaks. I in agree the entire because it, it, it reveals so much about yeah, her past and, and her and history. It, and it shows but I think it why can she be, wears that scarf. It can be done. I, I just felt like it could have been done different rightly yeah and it's kind of like I well agree. how do we introduce this how about right. she just says well why is this memory coming well, and then it's just like what they got better later in the series like um in the i think it was the second or the third to last episode it was the it was this it was the second to last episode right after um annie transforms into the titan again sure and they begin the next episode with the briefing that says that Annie is the female Titan. Okay. I love that type of, of, of exposition where they go to a flashback and set things up. Cause it was done seamlessly before the credits. No, no, no. It was kind of, I, I don't know if that was before the credits or not, but I know it was early. And then the rest of the episode is, um, is, uh, Aaron trying to figure out like, this is someone I trust is someone I might actually love. And this is happening now. And so he's like fighting this. And that's compelling. That's really fucking compelling. Sure. Um, but you don't get that unless you get that exposition. So I think there are parts where they did do it right. But I think there are other parts where you're right, where they didn't do it correctly. Oh, and there's a uh, where just any time it, it feels like they're forcing a feeling. They did that with Armin. He's a little blonde kid. Yeah. A few times. Yeah. Where they were trying to make it like, uh, and it was just, it's, no, like, but, he, they, then they would dwell on that a few. But his growth, his growth. Of course. Is an important part, right? His growth is one of the more important parts because he's the one guy that gets them out of the biggest of their, yes. their big, you know, their sure. big fucks, big fuck ups. Sure. Um, but it's a. It's all in all, though it's it's very good, and I very would say it's like four good. out of five yeah. stars. Yeah, um, it's an anime show that I like, I'm trying to think of the, like the last anime I actually sat down and watched, where I was like, "Fuck, I gotta watch this." I I don't I don't think the, I think the I only think, other thing that I watched was like I didn't even watch Naruto. <clears throat> I watched the first hundred something episodes. My buddy had them on DVD. Right. Shout out to Fonz and. I watched them, and it was really good. Um, but it that even hit. Well, the problem with that was that they the, it was a hit manga, like almost right. immediately. So then it was immediately like, okay, well we we better we start make an anime, start right. making an anime. And so what happened was they had to do like a hundred episodes of filler, just non had nothing to do with the overall story arc of the show. 
so that they would give the uh, the cartoon the um, the manga time to the manga time to get ahead before they start. Right. So that was the only thing that kind of made that show suffer. You kind of get to like episode seventy or something like that, and you could almost skip the next hundred because yeah. they have nothing to do with the story, and then continue from there. But um, I read the comics for a good amount, and I got pretty far, but then I kind of got burnt right. out on it. And There was um, uh, Boondocks doesn't count, sorry. No. Um, but, like, there was also, like, The Last Airbender a lot of people liked. I didn't watch That's that. That's kind of, it's kind of, it's like faux, faux anime. Mm, it's like the Americanized Yeah, yeah, but it's good. Um. Yeah, people liked it. So people like Samurai Shampoo. Like I'm, I'm the guy who hasn't watched Cowboy Bebop, and that's supposed to be like, even yeah. if you don't like anime, you're supposed to love Cowboy Bebop. I, I never, I haven't watched that yeah. either. Um, what was the other one? This, I like the 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 only mangas that I've read. You are, read Slam Dunk. You love Slam Dunk. There, there are three sport ones. There's a uh, a baseball one, mm-hmm. which is really really good. But, you know, and it's somewhere around 200 episodes, I think, that they have, or volumes, and uh, I I can only get to, like, 40-something online, and uh, the rest are, like, unavailable, and I was, it's just shoot. so, 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 it was really, really good. Um, the other one was Haje no, it, it's a boxing one, I can't yeah. remember what it is. Okay. Really, really good. Um, and then, of course, Slam Dunk. Slam Dunk is, like, super compelling. And I know I tried to get you to read it one time. You yeah. totally shouldn't. It's awesome. I got a stack of books I haven't even read. I don't know if I can get to Slam Dunk. Well, you'd actually read Slam Dunk. Okay. So. But, yeah, so the most <clears throat> compelling thing I've watched in, like, the last few months has been fucking Attack on Titan. And I never thought I'd say it. Like, I literally stayed up till 5 in the morning because I could not. Like, I had to wait for an episode where I thought, oh, I can stop here. Sure. That's how fucking compelling it was. And I was like, good fucking work. Can you imagine watching this on Weekly in Japan? Yeah, that'd be rough. Jesus Christ. I couldn't. There'd be, like, no fucking way. No. None chance. So, um, yeah, so season two... I'm not sure if it's U.S. 16 either. I'm not sure if it's U.S. 16. I want to say it would be in Japan in 16, and then Funimation would dub it for U.S. release in, like, 17. But, like, uh, I was like, fuck. Like, come on. I'll just read the manga. I'd rather just... Because, uh, I, like I said, I'm more about the story. I don't need yeah. to see the visual. Well, it's, it's a good story. It's a great story. So. And they usually leave, get stuff, they usually leave stuff out. When they bring the TV. From what I heard for the anime, they're pretty good to the story. They don't leave too much out. But the movie, unfortunately, and it's not just what I was telling you, Kotaki, but a lot of the reviews I've been reading um, on the first movie have not been good in that they've changed a lot of the characters. Um, they left out Levi. Um, it's kind Levi of is... The, the head, the captain of the uh, Scout Regiment. Oh. The guy who says... After Aaron gets captured the first time, if anything happens, I'll kill him myself. He's the super oh, cool yeah, dude yeah, 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 who everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. loves just because yeah. he's an unbelievable badass. Yeah. 
who's like has a, over a hundred Titan kills on his. Yeah. So, um, but he gets left out of the movie, and so everybody's like, "What the fuck?" So. Well, I know that they were, they were griping. I saw some people just off the trailer, the fact that they didn't keep it with. You know, they well, it's mainly European in the comics. Right, so the, it's it's very German influenced, and yeah. they don't have any of that here. Yeah, none of it in 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 the story in the the non movie. It's um, Mikasa is the last Asian is the last. American alive. You know, she's last... half. She's like half Asian, I guess you would say, because her mom was full Japanese, and then her dad was European or whatever. Right. And so she was the last. They said last Oriental alive. I think they said right that in the in the flashback scene. Yeah. yeah. And so, then they do the movie. It's like, well, what is it? Is it gonna be like the opposite? Or is it gonna be like the one European? Because everybody's Asian. Right. Everybody's like, well, wait, what? Gives? The Levi thing is like they don't have a way to say Levi, quote quote unquote, in Japanese, which is really odd. I was like, that should say deter Levi. You. Yeah. yeah. And so. There's a lot of things that people aren't really happy about. It's Korean, I think. Yeah, I think the movie's Korean. Um, but uh, bring it over to the U.S. Yeah, let's. Right. We'll, we'll. It is out in limited. Like you have to go. I like, mean, those like we'll house. we'll do it. Right. We'll do it. We'll do the Attack on Titan movie. Dear Paramount Pictures, give us one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Yeah. And we'll do the Attack on Titan movie. You have yourself a movie, and we'll have. Asian people and <clears throat> German people. We'll have a Asian person and Asian person. And Asian girl. That's all. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Not a full one though. I'll be pissed. Half. Fuck no. Half Asian. You're um I'm also watching True Detective. Your thoughts on I gotta True get Detective? I gotta so on your first four you've seen the four episodes. I've seen the first five. Five. Okay. What are your what are your thoughts on So it's not as good as season one. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have heard the most recent episode at least makes it compelling for the finisher next week. How is it? How has it not been compelling thus far? I, I what think is, it's what because we... the the story is too diluted. I think they've gone in too many directions. The one thing that the first season did really well was that instead of waiting for one big moment to try and tie everything together, which is I've heard what happens in this the seventh episode, is that they kind of did these quick bridges between everything. Mm-hmm. as you went along and they made it obvious which i know people aren't the biggest fans of obvious but in a in a series like this i think obvious works way better than not mm-hmm. and i think what they did is they fell too much into uh this time around i think they fell in too much with trying to have an expansive story and not so much about and and focusing more on the character, the characters as opposed to the story, mm-hmm. instead of letting the characters be a part of the story. And I think that's a big issue for me is that the story itself is a huge backdrop to, oh, this character is, you know, can't keep a guy and might have questions, and the other one has questions about sexuality, and it's like all these issues where, you know. The two guys with Woody Harrelson and 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 and, uh, and McConaughey, they had their issues, they had their backstories, but they still tied in better to mm-hmm. the story the first time. Through. I think it's intentional. I think though, I think that's the whole point of the, the narrative. I think that if um, Nick, uh, 
what's his name? Pozzolato. If he really wanted to make it neat and tidy, he would make it neat and tidy. And I think that's part of it. It's you're in this expansive Los Angeles area, lots of roads and highways. I think it's very intentional. Lots of and I think it's supposed to be a little bit confusing. It's not too confusing. Um, I mean, I haven't found it too confusing. Uh, the one, the one thing I have heard is that, um, that I think oh, I'm trying to remember. It was the specific line. Uh, basically saying, if you suspend your disbelief, you can enjoy it. And the one thing that really made season one intriguing was the really, really crazy messed up foundation backstory the plot well this yeah season two is not sexy season one it was very sexy it was this you know a cult a cult and people are like ooh, it's you know this is very it's it's political you know backstabbing there's all this stuff and it's very you know comparative to being down in the bayou and it's not sexy and I, i think that it's it's not as engaging in that regards, but I still think it's. I mean, I'm gonna give it a shot. Amazing. I'll pro- I'll have to probably watch it when I get mm-hmm. home after this. But it's like, it's tough. It's like, there was a lot more to season one where I was like, holy shit! Like you could point out like times where like that is crazy. Like and it's really compelling. I think you know? you'll find that the pacing is still very similar to season one because season one I loved. So much of season one, but it wasn't until I think the fifth episode where it picks up. Well, when Rusty gets his boot and then starts doing it on his own, that's when you're like, <clears throat> "Fuck!" Like when you go to the storage shed for the first time in season one. Well, that was God. that was even later. I think. Oh with, yeah, that's right. That was like episode seven. You're right. With it was when they went. And and found the kids at the the cook's house. That's right. And that was, I think, around season five That's or season five. five. Yeah. I think that was. Yeah, that was. Four there was an episode right after the um, uh, the uh, the sting operation episode that won all the awards for cinematography. Remember where they were in the ghetto? Yeah, I don't know. Was that? It was right after. Because you see it initially, the initial is you get to see the dude in the crazy getup. At yeah, the at the end of right. That was at the end of one episode. At the end of one of the episodes. But then they do the sting operation. Then they actually move in on the cook's sure. house. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it kind of slows down because Rusty's gone, right. and what's his name is just diddling whatever. Yeah. And then, and then you're right. Episode seven, Rusty's like, "Hey, check this shit out." Yeah. And then you're like, "Oh!" And then you watch the video, yeah. and then, then there's like, "Oh shit!" And then they find out where the house is. Yeah. And then make flowers on me, and then. <laughs> That's oh, right. God. It's. I think it's. I think it's just fine. I think it's just fine. But you'll see. The, what what happened in the last episode that you saw? Um, he, uh, what's his name? Colin Farrell's character came to Vince Vaughn's house and says, we need to talk. 
and then the preview is him that morning at the te- table. So you you saw the episode where they went after the meth people cooking in the building. Maybe the Mexican gangsters. Well, that's the the season four shootout. Yeah. Oh yeah. With the, the episode four episode shootout. Episode four shootout. Yeah. I've seen the episode after that. Okay. So I haven't seen the last two. So it's going to pick up a little bit. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. I think there'll be worse ways for me to spend two hours a month. Yeah. I still have ten minutes left on this oh. episode, and I'm just hoping that Chelsea will if go to bed I, so I can. I were to. Choose between fiercely masturbating for two hours or watching the last two episodes of True Detective. You're asking me what you should do? Yeah. Watch the last two okay. episodes of True Detective. But don't do it at the same time. You may want to do it at the same time. All right, because <clears throat> I know there's also the orgy episode in episode six. So All I'll say is that after that episode, I was just on Twitter, and all I wrote was, True Detective, ladies and gentlemen. Ta-da. Which is what I wrote at the end of True Detective season one. Okay, phenomenal. So, by the way, so um, Tom Cruise, <clears throat> you know, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol came out number one in the box office. His nineteenth number one weekend opening. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, makes me want to go back and and rewatch Eyes Wide Shut, which is a fucking great movie. Sure. Um, Stanley Kubrick's last film. The other know. movie that I recently watched wasn't that great. Well, I'd say it was great, but I don't think it's going to have the rewatchability as the other films. Is The Wolf of Wall Street? Um, I saw it once, and I don't know if I'll have to see it again. Yeah, it's. It was. I've gotten away from. I don't. I don't see movies a second time anymore. Well, the one thing with Scorsese is that he, like The Departed, I can watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. Goodfellas, I can watch over and over again. Casino, I can watch over and over again. Um, but this one is <clears throat> so just like it attacks your senses for three hours. Eh, I didn't Plus find I've, it. No more than the, than the Departed. Well, the Departed was different. The Departed zipped around a lot. This didn't. This was like, oh, what depraved thing can we do next? And there's hella depraved shit they did in that movie. Sure. I have also watched that movie late at night twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the first time, I don't think I was in my right state of mind. Uh, I was like, it was like one thirty in the morning when I finished that movie the first time. Okay. Um, and the second time, I actually had to watch it over two nights because it was watch. I started late, and I was like, I gotta go to sleep. So, okay. however, the Quaalude OD scene is one of the craziest things ever. It involves family matters and a Popeye episode. <laughs> yeah. So good. Of course. And Jonah Hill almost dying because he choked on a piece of turkey. Ah. <sighs> God. Stay hot, Marty. Can't wait to see what you come up with next. Hers a Rolling Stones documentary. Interesting. Actually. Yeah. So well actually he already did that. Never mind. Someone else is doing that. So um but I think that's it. We're pretty close to an hour, aren't we? Yeah, we're over. Wow, that's that's a good show. That's a good first show back for the dynamic duo. Yeah, man. So, um, so coming up, phew, I mean, shit. 
Oh, new core set and new expansion set for Magic set sure. to come out. Yep. Um, we can get to that later. I don't. I'm trying to think of what's to come. We're at over an hour. I Not think we need else. to end it. We no need else. to end it. It's <laughs> at over an hour. I also forgot to warn people that if you do watch the first few episodes of Attack on Titan, you will get the opening theme song stuck in your head. Yeah. Not the super it. Japanese part, but the super German. Fucking Gregorian chanty first 25 seconds that I want to make my ringtone, but then it will really out me as a nerdy motherfucker. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. All right. So uh, follow us on the Facebook at Los Livingston Brothers. Um, uh, Also follow us on iTunes. Rate, review us. Um, And our episodes from now on for the next four months are going to alternate between our normal nerdy stuff. And our fantasy football replays, or not replays, but reviews. Yeah, something um, like that. Stuff like that. So we'll try and do a little bit of both. <clears throat> Mostly fantasy football, though. So get ready for a whole bunch of fantasy football. A lot, a lot of fantasy A lot football. of fantasy football. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Tell your friends. We love you. Tell everybody. Listen to us while you're with your significant do other. Do not fiercely masturbate while watching season two of True Detective. Or Attack on Titan, because that's even weirder. Well... Unless you have my blessing, you don't have Tim. Wow. No. Anyway. Wow. Thank you for listening. Tremendous. Deuces. Deuces. Hey, if you want to keep following Los Livingston Brothers, you can see us on Facebook. Just go to the Los Livingston Brothers fan page. Give us a like, leave comments, all that good stuff. And on iTunes, make sure to subscribe and also give us a nice, pretty-looking review and throw five stars up on us because we are like a Rob Van Dam frog splash because it's the five-star frog splash. Uh, On top of that, if you don't use iTunes to listen to your podcast, you can also go to LosLivingstonBrothers.com, click on the Radio Shows tab, and you'll be able to listen to all the shows dating back to our very first show at KCY in 2011 man that was that's a long time ago i'm old